Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show. This is Janine Bolin, and today I have with me a amazing guest. I, I just can't say enough about Tracy. Uh, after su- she survived a spinal cord injury that she received from a car accident, she was paralyzed from the waist down. This is an area where she and I have both kind of come together on this because she and I both talk about the times we couldn't walk and were told horrible things. So her life basically shifted from being very technical to very spiritual with that experience. And basically, in order for Tracy to heal, she had to study so many different types of healing modalities. Modalities. Basically, she was born an empath from, and with that ability, she could see and hear spirit or source. It depends on your paradigm as to which one is appropriate. Basically, she felt that life had gone full circle. As she began to get in tune with her body, it also began to reopen the precious gift that she had with her third eye. Having regained the ability to walk without assistance, Tracy is now a motivational speaker and internationally known medicine person. She travels the globe teaching, speaking, and being a divine conduit for healing energy work, living her best life, and she loves working with people, bringing knowledge and inspiration everywhere she goes. Thank you so much for being with us today, Tracy Irvine. Thank you so much, Janine. It's my pleasure. Okay. Yeah, we have always, we always have so much fun together. And so um, one of the things I wanted to share with the audience, you and I, when we connected, we were both dancing. We were both very excited. We were both dancing around. And people thought we were a little crazy as we were dancing to the music. And it was just because uh, you and I both know what it's like not to have that ability. You know, we've both been paralyzed and told we would never walk again. And we both said, enough with that noise. Uh, <laughs> we are we are so going to make this work. Now, you wrote a book about this, though. You wrote From Paralysis to Purpose. And so talk to us a little bit about your journey and how you use it to inspire others. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting because I knew um, after I woke up from the surgery, within probably hours, it was almost like divine intervention where that title had already been gifted to me. And I knew, I knew that something was going, something good was going to happen from that, even though I definitely did not feel like it at the time. And it's interesting because, you know, prior to my accident, I had been gifted lots of information around the law of attraction, around uh, just being able to really create what you wanted. And so I had baby stepped towards that journey. And um, so when I was actually paralyzed, I'm talking like weeks, months after I had really become fascinated and intrigued with the law of attraction. So when I went into the hospital room, I knew immediately that I had special nurses that were not anything I had experienced prior. I had uh, my first PT person come in and did something real curious with her hands. And, and I whispered to her, you're a healer, aren't you? And she just didn't reply. <laughs> and I accepted and allowed and, and I knew and I told the nurse, I said, I'm going to write a book one day and it's going to be called From Paralysis to Purpose. So when you hear that title, you remember that it was me 
paralyzed in this bed with doctors telling me I would never walk again without assistance. And you and I both said enough with that noise and you have been unstoppable ever since you crawled out of that that bed. You have been a woman on fire. So tell us a little bit about this shamanistic gig and how you got into that. You know, it's so funny because my daughter was like, mom, we're going to find the healing because there's healing all over the world. There's, you know, we've heard of all of these miraculous healers. So she's like, mom, don't give up. We're going to find your healer. So she really was the catalyst for this search. And, and she came across Reiki and that's where it first started was she's like, mom, have you ever heard of Reiki? And I was like, no, she's like, it's some kind of energy. It's healing energy. We got to learn. So then we signed up for a class and I showed up and she did it. And I was like, okay, great. I guess this is for me. So then that <laughs> just began the next step. And it was so funny because I met some other gals in the class. And one of the gals worked with some energy, uh, angelic energy also. And, and she's like, let me gift you a read. And then, uh, and I haven't had an astrology reading for years. I grew up with them. However, I just hadn't felt the need to get one for over a decade easily. And this astrologist man is telling me how I'm going to be working with all these shamans and I'm going to have this awakening and I'm going to really be changed. And I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, yeah, born and raised in Denver, never heard of a shaman. Don't even know what that is. Yeah, right. So, you know, I dismiss it. And then sure enough, within that next year after that class, and meeting these different people, I, I start getting invited to other classes, which introduced me to additional like upgrades to the Reiki, um, which was the sacred blue flame. And then that was the uh, Shakti and Shiva balance. And then so really all of these energetic, uh, I guess, connections just magnetically pulled towards me because I kept giving gratitude for them. <laughs> So the next modality came and then I, I sure enough met shamans, ended up working simultaneously with a male Navajo and a female Navajo, completely unaware that they knew each other. And then after a year of working side, I mean, with them dedicatedly throughout that year, then uh, I find out that they're clan brother and sister. And I'm like, well, of course. So they introduced me to even more of, of earth kind of, and what I really perceive as the understanding of a shaman came from the Navajo and the indigenous teachers that I was introduced to from recording. I I ended up doing the Star Knowledge Conference. You're aware of that conference. Yeah, that's where we first met. I remember you sitting in your little corner with your video cameras and recording equipment and that's how you were learning that. But then you ended up doing some DNA testing that had some very interesting results that you were not expecting. You care to share a little bit about that? Yes, definitely. So I, of course, I, I grew up in a Latino environment and uh, was always told that I was Spanish and Native American. And so uh, my sister and I finally took our DNA test from the ancestry.com and it came back 51% Native American and like 30% Spanish and then a goulash of Asian and, 
and African-American and some other, you know, little stuff. But I was shocked and amazed that I had such a, a strong percentage of, of Native American. But then it also explained why I was so intrigued by the medicine and by the culture. And, and it felt like home. It really did from my very first uh, peace pipe ceremony that um, I was introduced to. That was it. I was done. I'm like, I found a part of me that I had never knew I had in here, in my gut, in my soul, in my, in my instinctual self, because heaven knows I didn't have any of this information from any family member. They just didn't have any, any information of our, of our ancestry prior to, you know, when sent, you know, the grandparents or the great grandparents. It's amazing. It's amazing how many people are starting to find their heritage and they find it when they're in their 40s, 50s. And that's one of the things I'm grateful for Ancestry.com. If for no other reason, it's starting to deliver answers so that people can start seeking in arenas and then they harmonize. Uh, with that. And I watched you over the course of three years go from a person who was just seeking, curious, wanting to know more to you have become quite the leader in your field when it comes to healing. So talk to us a little bit about some of that information that kind of was downloaded into your brain and the type of healing that you do for others now. Well, and I feel it comes mostly from my desire to be the detective of all things. So first and foremost, that desire to just detect, to really process thoroughly every experience in totality led me to the energetic um, field, which it's so funny because I have recently just in my own head been thinking, I'm like the the quantum shaman, <laughs> because, you know, most of the shamans that I've worked with and trained under really work with earth medicine in a, I don't want to say an older way, but in a historic way. But what I've married is my knowledge of quantum physics and how energy works. And I've studied how energy evolves and 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 with the ability to be an empath and have this this insane need to be a detective the two helped me to really really understand that all is energy everything comes from in my belief system a four body system so between our mental body, our emotional body, our physical body, and our spiritual body, that those energies, when they're married, really, really can expand and they grow in a healthy way. But in the same, if they're not taken care of and they're not nurtured or if they're divided, which a lot of us show up and we get like the mental health, for instance, and wonder why our body still goes back into these old patterns or we deal with some emotional stuff, but then we don't deal with the mental part and wonder why we're unsettled with our decisions and all these different elements. And, and when I discovered the energy work, what I realized for myself is somehow some way the energy 
swirls together and it works together. So simultaneously, your mental body, your physical body, your spiritual body, and your emotional body are able to synchronize, which is the place where we make our best decisions. Or for me, where you and I have talked about before, it's like the quantum field. It's the place where breath and creation begin and are formed, which is where our body gets our healing from and gets our awareness from of of where it's coming from. And, and uh, so I've studied the mental avenue. I've studied the emotional. I've gone through Western counseling. <laughs> I've gone through the shamanic stuff. I've gone through soul retrievals. I am somebody who originally was open to everything until I found what vibed with me. And I think that's really what I enjoy most about listening to you talk about not only your own journey and talk about your book and the healings that you have assisted in with other people. And the fact is you continually encourage others to find their solution. So we, you and I talk a lot about the quantum field because I have a love for physics, just like you do. And we were both scientists and nerds, right? Geeks, whatever the cool term, yeah, right. Whatever the crazy term is now that's acceptable, but, but we were really the ostracized. You know, to be a nerd or a geek was not sexy for a woman to be during our time. And so we talk about that. And what's lovely is now that we are both shamans in our own perspective, in our own way. um, What I love about what you do is you're constantly saying to people, well, does this work for you? Is this something that resonates with you? You use those beautiful words to make sure that people are moving along their journey in their way along their timeline. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the downloads that you got about, okay, this is what you are going to do, Tracy. And the way you're going to integrate this is going to look different from anybody else's. And so you will call yourself a quantum shaman. And so do you mind defining that a little bit for those who are like a quantum who your heart, your what, you know? Yes, exactly. So um, first, the first download that I accepted was that I wasn't broken and that I, I am perfect, that I was exactly perfect, exactly the way I was. And, and, and the, I think the thing, the thing that stuck out for me the most was realizing that it's other people's judgments and perceptions that led me off of my authentic journey, which, and then being an empath, I'm perceiving everybody else's energy. So I'm perceiving their thoughts, their emotions, and I'm thinking that they're mine. And I didn't understand how that worked until I studied the energy part. And, and, and I said, okay, I really have to understand myself now, because if I'm not broken and if I'm perfect, if I'm exactly uniquely perfect, then I need to figure out how I work because I don't get it. I don't understand why people tell me I'm volatile. I don't understand why people tell me I'm too much. I don't understand why people, cause I'm feeling like I'm, awesome. I know. I remember when you came running up to me and you were like, oh my gosh, Janine, I finally got it. I am perfect just the way I am. And I remember I looked at you and I said, yes, 
you are. And this is something that people then start labeling uh, shamans like yourself as selfish because you set up boundaries and you start talking about, well, uh, one, one of my favorite things that I remember hearing from you was if you would never take advice from them, why are you accepting their criticism? You know, it was like, hello, people. You didn't say it quite in those words, but it was around you, you were using very native American terminology and all that. But that's me taking it into Irish Catholicism <laughs> through my through my DNA. But that was one of the things. And you hear this all the time. Don't allow other people's opinion of you to define who you are. So how do you, you know, let's let's talk to the person who's going through their own journey. How on earth do you do that, Tracy? I mean, seriously, how do you get to a point as an empath, as somebody who can feel the judgment of others, who can feel the displeasure that you are not operating according to their design? How do you dissolve that so that it is a non-issue for yourself? I would love to hear your perception on that. You know, my true belief system is that will only come when you do the work, when you do the healing around the, the insecurities, the traumas, and when you understand that 50% of what you're born with is 25% of your mother and father's most thought of, most focused on thing. So if your parents were most focused on stress and fear and lack of money or wanting to party or not wanting to get pregnant or whatever it was, you have to understand that this is a real thing that's part of your DNA system on top of all of the experiences you're going to have in your life that tell you that you can't trust people, that tell you that people are this, that, and the other. However, when I expanded my belief system, to me, I believe that we all come here to play a role for each other to help each other grow and learn. And when I started giving myself permission to create narratives around empowerment for myself, instead of uh, the negativity of and fear that we're programmed with um, from society, our parents, our teachers, everyone else, then I was able to hold on to that belief system. And then I started telling myself, I chose this. I chose that I was going to be paralyzed because I chose I was going to be a badass and show people what I could do. I chose that I was going to have these experiences of abuse and neglect and all of these other moments of impact so that I can embody it, gain the wisdom from it, get the keys to the kingdom so that it can be an empowerment so that I can then finish the circle and teach others how to get their own keys to their own kingdom, because I can almost bet I can connect with almost every experience that people have had out there. And I didn't feel like it was empowerment previously, but now I know those are my badges of honor and I wear them proudly because they made me the awesome woman that I am right now. I love myself. I love myself now. And that is that is always the challenge. That's the rub, is to be able to look into a mirror and be able to look yourself in the eye and say, I love you. 
I love you. And some people think that's just a very uh, narcissistic way to be. And it's like it has nothing to do with narcissism. It has to do with releasing and letting go of a lot of negative feedback that you receive from people who were threatened by you, jealous of you, uh, not uh, happy about your behavior. When it, you, you, you know, you just weren't marching to their timeline. You weren't marching to their drum and you were picking your own drum. And how dare you? You're supposed to cater to my drum and my drum beat. And I can't believe that you would sit there and look at yourself in the mirror and say that you love yourself when I'm sitting here in my unhappiness, looking at you in your joy, and I am annoyed. So for those beautiful people out there who are like you and have a high level of empathic nature to them, what is some advice that you can give them on how to start navigating the work? You know, we say that in quotes, the work, that inner work, right? So what are some of those baby steps? You know, give us some baby steps so that when we do uh, reach out to a shaman or a psychic or some other metaphysical healer, uh, we're already starting on our way and we're looking for new skill sets. So what are some of those baby steps? You know, I think what I've really learned for me is, is there's a clear move forward or don't move forward simply by taking two minutes to breathe And if you just ease into a comfortable breath for two minutes or more, you'll find yourself in that lovely quantum physics place where the astral plane where you could get the answers that you want first off. But mostly, I feel like if you had to sum it up to something quick and easy, ask yourself, does this excite me? Or does it not excite me? Because I guarantee you, if you start allowing yourself to feel your body, when you ask any question, you will feel yourself leaning back, getting in a fetal position, or you'll feel yourself leaning forward with excitement or giddiness. And you might even be a little scared, but it's like an amusement park fear where you're like, okay, I'm so excited. And so for me, that's the key, really. When I gave myself permission to just really do what excited me, my whole life changed baby steps and started giving myself permission to accept and allow that not everyone is where I'm at and not everyone's going to understand it. And, And I gave myself permission to honor their journey by allowing them to walk their journey without my judgment, without anything from me, which is what I ask of others because I, and, and I guess keys are, are little uh, affirmations. So I started off with, you know, I'm so grateful for like-minded people or I'm so grateful for trustworthy people. I'm so glad that I'm supported by life. I'm so safe. I mean, they're just keys because if we don't have these to capture our rabbit holes and to correct our our um, old patterns that aren't beneficial, then we don't have anything supportive, I feel like, to lean into. And when I lean into my joy or feeling like, does this excite me or no? And I guarantee you, you will feel your diaphragm like tighten when it's stuff you don't like. Keys. Positive words and, and feeling feel your life quit thinking about it 
quit thinking and start feeling through your life, especially for impasse, especially mm-hmm. for people who can walk into a room and they can tell whether the conversation is positive or negative or confrontational. And if it's confrontational, they get uncomfortable and they have to leave. And then as young children, they were told, don't you dare walk away from me. You're going to listen to everything I have to say. And so for impasse that were raised under that kind of influence, it's very important that they start taking care of themselves in the sense of giving yourself permission, as uh, Tracy says, give yourself permission to walk away. Give yourself permission to leave the room and get into a safe space where you can sit and just breathe. And if you can't find a place like that, start making choices in your life so that you can. I have watched Tracy go from what I like to call a mouse to a giddy woman dancing, having the time of her life, and people around her are seriously annoyed by her joy factor. She should not be in such joy because doesn't she know how serious this life is that we're living? And it's one of those things where Please remember, my dear empaths and shamans and healers like Tracy, that it is not anyone's job to understand you, okay? You do not owe any kind of justification for what you're doing, except it makes me happy. So would you care to share a few words, my dear friend, on don't worry about people not understanding you. It's not their job. I would love for you to talk a little bit more about that because you seriously annoyed many, many people because you only did things that made you happy. And that really was annoying. So share with us a bit on that, dear. They are. They're so, so upset. It it, it was so bizarre. But, you know, honestly, just a a short uh, revamp. I remember a, a time, there was a short time before I was paralyzed, that I was so unhappy. And there was this gal hired in our office. And she was like, I used to be, right? And then she sat there and she was her sparkling ray of light. And every day she pissed me off so bad. Oh my God. And I was like, finally, after a couple months, and I, I don't know, I was doing the Christian thing then. So, you know, I had heard a great sermon and, and I had really thought, Oh my gosh, that's how you made people feel, Tracy. That's how you made people feel because they aren't in that space. And it and it's so hard, but one of the biggest things you have to understand is our job here as empaths is to shift the dynamic. And most of us, I, I, I find a lot of us anyway, are Hayokas. So, so carrying the vibration of an empath in addition to carrying this strong egoic energy, we, when you come to this, like for me, for instance, I came to the understanding and knowing that I am here to disrupt the patterns. I'm here to disrupt the patterns. And so if people respond strongly to me, I don't care if they're strongly happy or strongly mad, because what I know for sure is I disrupted their pattern. And no matter what, they might be angry at me until they figure out why they're angry, just like I had to sit in my own unease with this happy gal and get to my own come to Jesus moment. Right. And and so 
for me, that was the huge, huge eye opener that not everybody is going to be where you're at. Everybody has their own unique recipe that creates the person that they are right now in this time and space. And a lot of people aren't as healed as some of us are in other areas. And all of these things, I, I feel like I tell myself, I'm helping these people because even if they're not happy, my happy energy is, is going out on a vibrational level because I know all is energy and that which wants me is going to magnetically suck in my beautiful energy. And if not, I'm going to disrupt the pattern and they're going to, they're going to think about, about why I, I troubled them. And for me, it's always a win-win because I know that that's what I'm here to do. So if I'm getting a response, I'm doing something right. I have to totally agree when it comes to stuff like that. So speaking of disrupting the patterns, and one of the things that really intrigued me when you contacted me again was you've got these new projects that you're working on. And boy, did that annoy people that how dare you do these new projects? Tell us a little bit about your projects and what your intention were. I'd like you to be able to say it this way, where you don't have a lot of people trying to shout you down. And that was the thing. That's why I wanted to invite you onto the show because they were trying to shout her down and make it sound like this is nothing this is nothing so please share with us what you're trying to do thank you so much I'm so excited about this you know it's interesting because after you and I had talked I had already been really thinking about what does Tracy want and how does she want to show up because I know I'm a starter of new things I can't follow in in, in old concepts. I just can't. That's not what I'm here to do. So for me, I started thinking, what do I want to do? And I was like, I don't want to do workshops like everybody else did workshops. I don't want to do six-week series. I don't want, no, that doesn't excite me at all. Mm-mm, that feels like work. So I, um, it's so funny because uh, I, I'm fortunate enough to have a group down in Albuquerque, the Collective Frequency, who frequently invites me to go down and speak at their arena. And after this last um, talk I gave, I really realized like it was so clear of all of the ways that I could break down the information that I have to share and, and um, teach it in a way that people can walk away with, this is how you're going to change your life. Things like seriously, because I, you know, I've gone to countless motivational things. I've done 50 billion day trading, doing stocks. And because I'm an empath, I go to these darn things and then they're all excited. And then I think I'm excited. And then I sign up and I'm like, I don't even like that. Why did I do that? So from all of my knowledge around the world, you know, I just started um, going, well, what do I have to share in the Tracy way? Because Tracy's got so much information that I was like, I'm a run on sentence. I didn't know how to separate my run on sentence, but I finally is so excited to have separated topics. So now I have several new ones that I just, just um, implemented. And one is moving through moments of impact because to me, you know, even I realized that I had a moment of impact in my wedding the other day when I saw my wedding dress. 
And it was a happy day, but it didn't change that it's a moment of impact for me. And and uh, another one of my uh, self-help or I guess motivational talks is self-healing, the power within. Because if anybody knows how to make a bad situation go to their benefit, I I do. So I'm so excited. I, I can honestly say that, yes, you know how to take lemons and just a wee bit of sugar, and you can make lemonade out of that puppy and have a little bit of peppermint thrown in there, too. So, yeah, I definitely can... Uh, vouch for that. Uh, was there anything specifically, you had done a lot of work with libraries, and I know you were working with several of the Indian centers, and now that we're in 2021, I didn't know if you had a show that you were going to take out on the road next year, or what's cooking with you on that? Well, right now, one of my fun new shows is, it's kind of a, it's starting off a Facebook thing, is I'm, a, as the director of public relations for the Eagle Heart Foundation. I'm super excited. I started the Culture Corner because one of our directives is to share culture, you know, and and so I'm doing a, a monthly show and it'll be on Zoom, but the Facebook link, I mean, the link is on Facebook and Instagram and some other forms of social media, but the Culture Corner, I'm super excited to interview different uh, walks of life. For instance, uh, on the 20th, we're going to be, it's, it's national teen relationship awareness month in addition to, you know, black history month. So of course I'm going to go in the outskirt one. And so I'm interviewing teens of what dating is like in 2020. I have teens in a relationship. I have single teens. And then we're going to close that show with a therapist who's going to talk about good touch, bad touch, yes, no, boundaries. I'm really excited about that. Excited, but um, back to the Indian Center. So I, in April, we will be having an event at the Indian Center where we will coordinate with the Arapahoe County Library as it is National Library Month in April. So we are going to be having uh, food and books and giveaways and just a real fun time at the Indian Center. Because it's sad that even in the middle of Denver, in the middle of a city, natives are still like neglected in the middle of the city. They have, they don't have the resources and a lot of other opportunities, even in the middle of the city. This, I mean, on the reservation, it's so much worse, but yep. So we're excited to start building partnerships with, with them. And we make uh, trips down to the Navajo Res and uh, take supplies. We have many, many ongoing programs that we're real excited about to continue the circle of giving and, and culture sharing mainly is, is exciting for me because I love, I love information. I love culture. I love history. And you love being able to share it. And that is through the Culture Corner on behalf of the Eagle Heart Foundation. So, Tracy, we're going to wrap it up today. And I just wanted to ask, so somebody, how do they get a hold of you? You're, you're all over the place. So how do they connect with you if they want to get to know you better or if they want to hire you or something like that? How does someone get a hold of you? The, the best place to reach all my information, you get all my classes, courses, pricing, all the, the things I do from my website, which is return 
to self sanctuary. And the two is T-O and self as in yourself. Return to selfsanctuary.com. Or you can find me on Facebook. My page is Intuitive Flashes. Those are my two primary that have, of course, all my emails and stuff. My email's too long, so I don't want to tell you that. Get on my no, website. And you yeah. I highly recommend everybody get on her website and then she has a contact me section and you can figure out how to get a hold of Tracy at that time. So Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing with us your quantum shamanism, which is the amalgamation of multiple, multiple understandings and intuition. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Janine. It was my pleasure. And this is Janine Bolin with the Practical Mystic Show for today. I just want to remind you, my dear empaths, mystics, psychics, mediums, healers, keep your feet firmly planted on the ground, but don't ever stop reaching for those stars. This has been the Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the 8gates.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.